show here at Studio B. Foggy morning in the Philadelphia area, South Jersey area. Uh, got Rod is back this week after Jamal Danford did a great job last week. Rod, it's good to see you, man. I know you got a, you got all the birds gear on. Yeah, gotta gotta you know represent a little bit, even though we took a major L. It's cool. Got to throw it on a little bit. You might get another major L today. Yeah, yeah Patty Mahomes, something different, huh? Whew. <laughs> Whew. I was watching Kelsey the other night on uh, the Monday Night Broadcast with Peyton and Eli. Eli says, do you actually run any routes? He says, everything you do, coaches tell you not to do. You just kind of like kind of stop halfway, catch the ball, just jump in the end zone. He said, as long as I stay away from the receiver's routes right. and where they're supposed to be, Coach Reed says, just go ahead and do whatever you want. And it works out pretty well for him. As he should, you know. <laughs> let, let the guys play, you know. But it's, sometimes uh, coaches overthink things, yeah. you know. We know that. Football's <laughs> a great game, sometimes ruined by coaches. Um, Dwayne Morris, good to see you, man. Big win for Union. Derek, as always, glad you're in the, in the chat, man. Everybody just continue to uh, shoot us some messages. We'll get to the most we can here. Um, we're slightly caffeinated. Rodham has dumped his coffee out earlier. That would have been a that would have been the worst thing to happen on this show. Uh, it, it would have been bad, but I had to catch it. You know that catch was almost as good as yours on the sideline with the one hand grab. You know <laughs> the catch on the sideline. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to make sure that makes the show on. Uh, have to create a new category after the knots. So we had yeah. to do the the catches. Um, yeah, hats off to me. I mean, basically that's what it boiled down to. I mean, a one hander. Nobody expected that, man. Nice. You got hands, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody thought your hands were only good for writing. They they were wrong, Mark. Tell them. Well, you know, when you, you're holding, you know, you hold the camera, you're holding that, you're holding a notepad. I got my coffee in my pocket, you know. It was, uh, I told Gage Miller of Burlington Township, and that's where I was as the Falcons beat Pensalkin 33-21. to I told Gage Miller after the game, the only bad pass he threw was – the one right to me. He goes, well, what are you talking about? I said, it was a flea flicker. You threw it out of bounds, and you put it right on me. He had no idea, so I showed him. Of course, he was he was being <laughs> he was being sacked. That's why he threw it away. So we went back and watched the video, and uh, and he was pretty happy about pretty happy about that. We got a good laugh, but it's easy to laugh after you win. Gage was great. Uh, Gage's, I, I'll say he was the I was the second best receiver on the night. The first best receiver for Burlington Township is a guy who joins us right now. My guy Anthony AJ Johnson. Anthony, thank you for joining the show, man. You got the hat on Friday night. Big win for you. Um, more than 150 yards receiving. You caught that first touchdown pass was unbelievable. Um, 79 yards. You had a touchdown run. You had an interception. How great was Friday night for you, man? Friday night was a Great game for all of us. It was a statement game. And we just wanted to come out and show everyone that we can play with anybody. It seemed, so you lost to Shawnee earlier in the season, right? Okay. You go down there. They're one of the best teams in South Jersey. There's a lot of hype around that matchup, and you guys didn't play as well as you probably thought you should. Shawnee wins that game net. But you ended up coming back and regrouping after that. What's been the message since that loss for you guys? Well, it was very – we don't usually – lose so that one really was like it punched us in the mouth when we woke up like we have to really work harder and practice and not lose again and our first thing is making playoffs so we take it week by week and practice hard every practice and just try to make playoffs so 
some fans might not know. I know some of you guys out there do follow this pretty closely. But your senior class has, I think, Coach told me 27 seniors on the team this year, 18 that either start or play a lot. But you guys have been very successful from the midget level up. Tell me about how long you've been playing with these guys. I know you were at Pennsylvania briefly and came back sophomore year, but how long you've played together and and how successful this group has been. You expect to win every time out for years now, right? Yeah, we've been playing since we were eight years old, so almost 10 years. And the chemistry just only grows every year. And we just always – we always played well together. So we always had a winning team, and which is really good. What's it like playing for Burlington Township? Coach Madeira, he's won a lot of games. He's had guys play in the NFL. Um, a lot of guys with a big time in college. And it seems like the last four or five years, consistently, BT is right there in terms of uh, the playoffs and all that stuff. It's an interesting atmosphere, man. You got the barn out there. You know, it's a it's a sod field. A lot of places are turf now. What's it like to play for Burlington Township? The nest is going crazy on Friday nights. What's it like to play? Be a Falcon. Burlington Township is a great school, and Coach Madera. Not everybody likes Coach Madera, but he's a great coach to me. He he coached at uh, West Virginia, mm-hmm. so he knows exactly what he's doing. He knows what he's talking about every week. We playing something different, and he's he's just right about everything. He's really a good coach. This is something Rod and I talked about um, frequently, about the difference between high school coaching and college coaching and the lessons that high school kids can learn from their coaches. And sometimes it doesn't apply to college, right? It's a completely different game. But Coach Madeira, having coached in college and coached major players at his time at Holy Cross, and, of course, um, some of the kids here recently, Omar Rogers, the Ware brothers, guys like that, Do you get the sense that the way he's teaching you the game is going to apply to when you go to James Madison next year? Definitely. Everything everything he does, he always pertains back to West Virginia, and that's what they do, and that's why I think we're a successful team every year because we do what college teams do, and not everybody has that coaching that that other teams have. So tell me about James Madison. My sister went there, graduated from there, so did her husband. She lives right down the street in Harrisonburg. Um, but tell me about what you liked about James Madison power program, right? I mean, they, they're in the championship or in the semifinals. It seems like every season, what did you like about them? Um, what are you most excited about getting on campus in Harrisonburg? Well, James Madison is a wonderful, wonderful college. Like when I went there, it was just, it was big. The, the scenery was, it was beautiful. And they're coaching, like, the whole team is just about winning. They have a lot of titles and stuff. So, like, it's a winning team. It's a winning program. Why not go to the winning program that wants you? And it's just a good team. Now, see, Rod, when I was in school, you know, it's Harrisonburg probably 75, 80 minutes from my mom's house growing up. Mm. And, like I said, my sister lives there, has lived there since she graduated. So, the reason anybody that I knew went there is because there was more girls at JMU than it was at Virginia Tech. Or, but I look. This is a this is a much better answer that we got from Mr. Johnson here. He's compete for championships. He's yeah. he's focused on the between the lines. Age Anthony, they want you to play receiver. You said, um, how tall are you, man? Six foot. Six foot. I think you're a little taller than that, but maybe I just. 
Maybe I'm inflating myself. I think you're taller than me. I think I'm about six foot. How much you weigh? 195. What makes you so special as a receiver? Is it the hands? Is it the separation? Is it your technique? What makes you so what allowed you to get 153 yards the other night or 163, whatever it was? I just feel like I'm faster than the DB in front of me. I'm better than the DB in front of me. So I'm going to do everything to be open and just catch the ball. My hands is probably my best asset to my wide receiver. So that's what I think. You get some tough teams in group three. You guys are group three this year, I believe. So you're looking at Delcy, Woodrow, Wilson, Cedar Creek, right? Those are... Those are yeah, that's a tough slate right there. But the playoffs, we know anything can happen. It's any given day, and I know Coach Madeira doesn't want to talk about the big picture. He wants to talk about next week. But as a contender in that group, and I know one of your goals is probably to leave with a championship, right? So where does this team have to improve to get to that point? I want to see if your answer stacks up with Coach Madeira's on Friday night. So where do you guys really need to improve? I say we need to improve on our defense and us doing what we're told to do. When we do what we're told to do, we come out with an easy win. And it pertains back to Shawnee. We didn't do what we were told to do. We tried to go off on our own thing. And that's why we really lost. We beat ourselves. Shawnee didn't beat us. And I think Coach Madera is going to have us prepare every week. And when we get the playoffs, it's just going to be the same thing. He's going to change everything up. And we're going to follow what he leads. And Come out with a win. Defense, that's exactly what he said. Coach Madera said the same thing. I mean, he was – he said, you know, defensively, especially against the run, you guys have to improve moving forward. But, you know, it was a tough game on Friday night. I, I thought that I was impressed with a couple things. First off, you guys got out the gate early on that big touchdown catch you had. You're up 12 nothing, I think. And then Pensalkin, you know, they're a younger team – they didn't go away, man. They kept coming back and coming back. It really came into the fourth quarter where, like I said, you had the reverse. You ran it in. Was that a pass? Was that supposed to be a pass? It, it can be. Uh-huh. It varies between what Jordan Dotson does, and I just ran it in. And Jordan Dotson's going to Harvard, so whatever he does, you figure he's he's got he's yeah. made the right decision, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is I'm watching this game on, on live, and – the, the live I'm watching is it wasn't the best. It was a cell phone from the mm-hmm. sideline. Sure. And in the comments, they're like, "Yo, this receiver, he's out here killing them." So I'm thinking it's Dotson. Right. I'm like, "Yeah, he's a D1 guy." This and that, you know. In the comments, thinking that's the person I'm, I'm watching and everybody's talking about. But I totally forget they got another guy on the other side that's a D1 guy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. And you guys are about the same. Close to the same body type. Right, yeah. Number 18, number 19. Right. Yeah. It, it, it could get confusing, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how, how do you – can I ask him a question yeah, real yeah, quick? How do, how do you guys prepare, like, week to week coming into the game, uh, knowing that what we just said, you guys are similar bill style of play is a little, little different, but you guys are two really good receivers. Do you guys come into the game feeling like, yo, if it's your night – it's your night. If it's my night, we're rolling. Like, how do you guys uh, attack that going into each week? That's exactly how me and Jordan prepare. We we know that both of us, like, on different sides, they have to pick a side which one, which to choose. And, mm-hmm. and if it's not my night, I know it's going to be his night. If it's not his night, he knows it's going to be my night. And we just play together. We play well together. Okay. 
The only thing Coach Madeira was upset about with you on Friday, I'm sure he let you know, was I think you pointed at the scoreboard. I thought that, you know, the, the Penn Salkin also had a touchdown where I think the guys, like, chest bumped in the end zone, and that got flagged. I thought it was a little over the line. Don't tell Coach Madeira I said that. But, um, but Anthony, it, it has to be a rewarding feeling to go out there on Friday nights to be the guy that everybody knows, this is the guy we got to stop, to still go ahead and just do what you want to do anyway, right? <laughs> Get in the end zone, intercept a pass, right? Like, to be big man on campus on one of the best teams in South Jersey has to be a great feeling. Yeah, it is a great feeling. And being an f- undefeated team is also a great feeling. So it's like, you can't really go wrong. Right. Now tell me, what? who is someone that has been an important part of your development as a player through the years, whether a parent or a trainer or a coach or somebody you want to shout out today that maybe done, you know, maybe isn't mentioned in the stories about you or whatever. Believe it or not, it's it's my best friend, Jawan Lee. He's the reason, he's like, he pushed me every day during the summer, during last year. I was working out with him every day, and it's really him that got me to what, what I'm doing right now. Juwan Lee's got some moves, man. Juju. Yeah. 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 He's he's not big. No. But man, he has a knack for knowing where the defenders are gonna be, like even eyes in the back of his head, right? You notice this? Yeah. He's running against Pensauk and he like stopped on a dime and cut back. And there's no way he could see these guys behind him. I mean, he, he was impressive. I can see why he's had such a good season for you guys. Yeah. He he has great vision. Yeah. You- you guys really have the uh, the four horsemen going on, man. You guys are – I asked you that earlier about playing off of each other because sometimes when you deal with uh, special players on special teams, each one of you guys could potentially be a Division One, Division Two player. So a lot of times, you know, you get pl- parents, family, and friends kind of chiming in like, ah, oh, I think you should get that. But, you know, the four, the four of you guys, you, yourself, uh, Dodson – Juju and Gage Miller, you guys are really playing off of each other. And does that contribute to the success you guys are having this year? Like th- that bond, that friendship that you just spoke about? Definitely. Having having Juwan like actually play as well as he's playing is really helping me and Jordan engage because we don't have like now it's not just us passing the ball. You have to stop Juwan running the ball and having him is just really helping us out. Look at this team, man. Look, you got a lot of a lot of football ahead of you to play yet, right? Feels like we're in the middle of the season. We are in terms of the regular season, but playoffs. I mean, it's gonna be a lot a lot of ball left to play. Um, it just seems like with that senior core, though, you guys are really on a mission and united. Um, I was very impressed with the way you with the way you played, of course, on Friday night, but as a team. And then your teammate Martise Chestnut Tillman lost his mother tragically a couple weeks ago. And I have to believe that has made you guys even closer in this mission. Yeah, it has. We all we all when we all went to the funeral, a lot of us were crying because that was like our second mom growing up and she helped us. Like, she was our biggest supporter. She was the one yelling, running up and down the field, and we will always remember her. 
And that's the thing, Rod. Like, it's not you're a team on the field. But like you said, these kids have been playing together since they were eight years old. Yeah. Like, when somebody loses someone, they all lose someone. Yeah. And I, I just got to think, you know, how tight-knit that locker room is. I don't know, man. I mean, that that spells a special season to me. Yeah. I, 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 that's why I keep hitting on it and trying to, you know, get that from them because, you know, I know some of those guys down there in Burlington Township um, having, you know, my cousin Drew be a part of the Burlington Township right. family and Everett and those guys. So I kind of I kind of got that feel with them when they were playing. So that's why I, I try to, you know, find out if, if that's something that you guys are still continuing down there. And, and where does that stem from? You know, is it the coaching, the culture, just the community in general? And hearing him uh, speak the way he did, it, it, it has to be a, a community thing, the way that they rally around everybody. But it, it's something it's it's, you know, I remember. Were you on the eighth grade team? No, I wasn't. You missed that game. Yeah. I, 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 that's what I thought. That's what I thought because I was thinking back when they played uh, in youth ball when they played uh, Washington Township and lost that game. He, he's shaking his I was, head. I was he, at he, that he, game, but he, I didn't play. Right. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Was that a okay. championship? I I believe so. Uh-huh. It, it was a big game. I know that. Yeah. And I'm sure some of those kids that are on Washington Township now are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe you know, it's the last lap. Um, the townships. Look, man, uh, we appreciate you coming on, man. Like I said, you, excellent game on Friday night. Anybody who doesn't know, more than 150 yards receiving, touchdown catch, touchdown run, interception. Rob, what do you got? I just had one question. Um, this is my last question, everybody. My my question to you is goes back to where you are now. You're uh, a committed Division One athlete. Um, you're a player that, you know, speaks well, handle yourself well. So, one, when did you realize that that dream could be reality for you? At what moment? Was it recently? Was it when you were a little bit younger? Like, when did it hit you? Like, man, I really can do something with this, with this football. My dream was always go to the NFL when I was – little when I first started playing like that was my dream I always wanted to play and now that I grew into it and starting high school it showed that like I seen a lot of people get offers and I want to be that type of guy I want to have offers so when I came back and they offered me junior year I was like wow I think I can really do something like now I'm waking up like Mm -hmm. this really could be something I can do every day for the rest of my life until I'm done I hope that's the case man we want to see more and more more and more and more success longer and longer from South Jersey kids. You're welcome to stay, Anthony, and hang out if you want. If you got to go, that's cool, too. I do want to say Anthony works. He, we, look, he let me know yesterday. He said, I can come on the show. I'm happy to do it. I'll come down to Westville. But I got to work at noon. And uh, like you said, Bashal Tootin last year from Paulsburg also worked in his free time. Um, Anthony's got working valet today yeah. in Riverside. Yeah. All right, man. I'm sure you get to drive some pretty cool cars. Yeah, I do. Tip yeah. my boy good, man. Tip him good. Come yeah, on. yeah. Come, come on. on, man. Especially after the game on Friday night. If anybody, you know, is a Burlington Township fan, I think if somebody is from Pensacola and they drop their car <laughs> off, they might not tip you that great. But we know they take their ball pretty seriously. Anthony, thanks for joining us, man. Like I said, you're welcome to hang out. We'll be here probably another half hour or so. Or if you got a jet, that's fine too. All right. Yes, sir. You. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
Um, that's Anthony Johnson, Burlington Township. One of the uh, one of the best players I've seen this season, without a doubt. Just absolutely dominated the game a couple different ways in their thirty-three to twenty-one win over Pensacola. And I was impressed with Pensacola. This was a a weekend so far, Rod. Um, I say so far already, right? I mean, you look yesterday, Oregon lost. This was an upset weekend. Oregon lost yesterday to Stanford in overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday night in South Jersey, you had Kingsway beat Washington Township. I don't think many people saw that coming. No. Cedar Creek, we knew, was going to go toe-to-toe with Holy Spirit. They beat them 7-6. to six. That defense, again, for the Pirates, just continues to uh, amaze. And Holy Spirit, in advance of that big matchup with St. Augustine, you know, falls short at home. So there were some interesting scores. Like you said, there were some big numbers as well. Donovan Leary threw for 400 yards and five touchdowns. Hamaz Duran of Winslow threw for seven touchdowns against Pleasantville. <laughs> Got something to say to that. And Derek, uh, and uh, but Derek, this is the other one, Woodstown. Hammered Pensgrove. Um, right. I think it was 42 to 8 or 42 to 6. Pensgrove hasn't been beat that badly in quite some time. Woodstown's legit. I saw Coach Glenn Howard and offensive coordinator Kevin Harvey, um, the GOAT. The GOAT, Kevin Harvey. I saw him yesterday at the link for the Temple game. And um, I said, I expect to see you in a couple weeks when Woodstown comes to town. That's going to be a big game. That's going to be a huge one. I mean, they they have some guys on that team. I know they got a guy on the, the offense and defensive line that's a D1 guy. Yeah. So that's always a problem uh, playing, you know, uh, quarterbacks or, or that's going to be a battle. You have, you know, the Woodstown the, the line is they have, have good size. Yeah. So um, I saw one of the guys in the comments um, talking about the size of Paulsboro's quarterback, and mm-hmm. that's that the line being an issue for him. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to play too much a part of the game. His size. I mean, we we talk about Bam yeah. Goree, who's probably five yeah. seven. Yeah. Um, that lit up the scoreboard. So, but I do think that that game will come down to that offense and defensive line. You know. Yeah, and you know, Woodstown. They've had a lot of kids coming up that we knew they were gonna they were gonna take a jump forward. This mm-hmm. year is is certainly that year for them right now, and I think they still have some younger kids too. So this success, this ball is rolling in the right direction for them, and good for the Wolverines. But when you look at Paulsboro, and we will get in this, I'm sure, previewing that game, they just always have a way to game plan around whatever is a perceived weakness or create an opportunity out of that. And that's what I've always liked about the way Glenn coaches teams um, is that I watched them against Pensgrove earlier in the year. They really, I didn't think they ran the ball very well, which is surprising for them. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw them against Salem, they ran at will. I mean, Manny Bateman went for 231. Mm-hmm. Salem and Pensgrove in terms of this, I mean, it's not like they were playing a completely different team right? in terms of talent level. And they still, they found a way to solve that run game situation in a matter of weeks and get it rolling. That's kind of the way it happens for them. So that's going to be, that could very well decide the top seed in group one. 
Right. It's that because Salem Woodstown is Thanksgiving Day game. That you just said it. It that is the game. I mean, we we look for week to week which game is going to be the one that kind of settles everything out. We talked about it last week. Um, you know, with Cedar Creek and and Spirit. Hey, yeah. if if Spirit beats Cedar Creek, then it it shakes out that top echelon of teams, yeah. right? Yeah. And then now we're talking about Woodstown and Paulsboro. That is going to be the game. If, if Woodstown goes down there and win, they're going to be the one seed. You yeah. know, if, if Paulsboro wins, they're going to be the one. So it's going to break down to that because, like you said, that Thanksgiving Day game, and, and it, it wouldn't even matter at that point. Right. Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, it, it would only matter for the division, which, you know, I mean, if we've learned anything here recently. It's those divisions. Anybody who wins them will say – we're going to add that to the to the list of things we did, and we're really proud we won the division. Mm-hmm. But in terms of if you win that thing on Turkey Day or you get a share of it on Turkey Day and you were eliminated from the playoffs, you don't care you about don't care. winning the division. Yeah, uh, we, we skipped over uh, Woodbury in that division too, right? No, they, they're not they're, in that they're, division. They're on the other side, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and Woodbury, you know, Woodbury can get – the number one seed as well, Derek. It's a good point, but it's going to be. I don't know. Woodstown's going to have a good case because they lost to a non-pub, so they're going to kind of a multiplier on that. Right. I don't know how it all shakes out. It's but going they to, beat Pensgrove. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, Paulsboro. We'll see. Those three right now. Those three right now. Salem. I think you still include in that mix. You know, mm-hmm. they did not play well against Paulsboro. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say those four, Paulsboro. Or Woodbury beat Paulsburg. Paulsburg, Woodstown, and Salem. Salem. Not but in that order, but not yeah, because you know four. some of them kind of knock each other off yeah. because they already played. But yeah. for Woodstown, how satisfying is it, right? You know, we talk about we Huge. talked about it last week Huge. off the air. Me and Coach Mack about you know keeping your guys home. Yeah, right. So we see some of the t- the teams around. South Jersey that may be struggling because their better players are playing for private schools or, you know, they left, moved somewhere else to play. But the key to winning in South Jersey is keeping your talent. Nobody does it better than Paulsboro. You don't hear, like we said, you don't hear about a stud running back for Paulsboro playing for Camden Catholic. Right. Uh, Paul Six, St. Aug, it's not happening. The walls are up around Paul's performance. It's just not happening, right? So that's the key to winning. You know, we saw it, you know, we we have him in here, Burlington Township. Yeah. Remember a couple years ago, all those guys were Were down at at Camden Catholic. Once they went back home, they were in the championship game. Willingboro as well. Willingboro as well. Yeah. All of those, the, the whole, pretty much the whole offensive lineman. Yep. I could be, you know, exaggerating a little bit, but the offensive lineman was all down there at Camden Catholic. They go back home. They win a state championship. So the key to public schools being successful and turning it out is is keeping your guys home. You know, they got their quarterback. They got the guy back from St. Augustine Prep. Yeah. That's a Lamest. huge deal. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, you know, that that's the other piece that we talk about in terms of the North Jersey, South Jersey mm-hmm. piece. I'm sure Dwayne can weigh in on this as well. But when it comes to public school football, you've got 
a lot of t- kids here stay home. You've got really three places they can go non-pump or, mm-hmm. or that they've been choosing to go. Now, Cam Catholic is, is starting to generate some momentum as well, right? So mm-hmm. there's really four programs, I would say, right now. Paul to Six also generating some they're, momentum. They're starting to try to get back. You know, there, there's, a, there's a movement right now where that's happening. But, but that's five schools in all of – five or six programs in all South Jersey. So you got a lot of kids playing their home school or playing at a, a different public school, choice school, whatever. Mm-hmm. You look up north, anybody who's Anthony A.J. Johnson is going to one of the power non-pubs. He's going to Bosco. So that Paramus. decreases the quality of the public schools. Exactly. And, you know, that's that's one thing I kind of I kind of look at and say, when there is state, when there are state championships moving forward next year, and beyond that, I've I've said it a lot. I think South Jersey's going to get a lot of respect for the public school football. Oh yeah, especially you look at the Group One stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's a lot of talent at these public schools. There's no, I mean, I'm watching Boston College last night. They must be Clemson. Ezraku's in crunch time. Donovan. From Williamstown, and I'm thinking, dude, he's playing end on that Williamstown team. Aaron Lewis playing the other end, <laughs> bro. They're getting major burn, Power Five, big time games, and they were playing on the same public school defensive line. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I, I I try to explain that to um, some of the guys that are around. You know, often we're in our own little bubble down here in South Jersey. Right. So we tend to compete against each other because that's that's the bubble. I got to be better than the guy down right. the street. Sure. But let, let's just take a step back. Like you just said, you got Ez from Williamstown playing at Boston College on a defensive line. Not just playing, dude. <laughs> I'm talking they're playing Clemson on the road. Yes. And he's rushing the passer on the final set of downs for Clemson to go in there. Right. And you have Aaron Lewis getting significant time at Rutgers, and they played on the same defensive line. You can break down their team. I mean, you can – J.C. Collins, he they played with them. You you know, you have have Wade Inge, who's playing Division I ball. You got Colbert. You got uh, Wood. Wood. You got all those guys from that team. Quinn Hart. I mean, you got all those guys. And then, look, let's look. Devin um, Leary knocked yep. off Clemson. Yep. He's a, a South Jersey quarterback. You know, you, you have these guys who are making major impact in the college football scene. Not, yeah. And I don't want to only say here in on, on Division One. You look at Division Two. I watched my son play. You got Tino from Paulsboro starting that defensive tackle nose guard. Yep. At college, his first year, you know, you, you have, um, what did I tell you, uh, <laughs> the running back at Harvard. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, he's tearing Aiden Burgett. Aiden Burgett. Hat club member. He, he's tearing it up in college football on the Ivy League level. You got his brother, Division Two, tearing it up right now. You got, you you look at um the, the school Wilkes, the yeah. Division Three school. You, you, you The leading passer for that, that college is a guy that played at St. Augustine Prep quarterback. So the South Jersey, we are rich with talent. Yeah. I, I, how can I skip over um, what uh, Bayshaw Tootin is doing down at college, yeah. too? So 
North you know, Carolina A&T. I mean, we could just keep going on. You got Lonnie at Monmouth that's setting records. I mean, South Jersey talent is rich. We we have yeah. been overlooked because of, you know, everybody's on this private school kick, North Jersey private school. They, oh, yeah. they got the best players, this and that. But when you really break it down, we hold our own to, you know. There's no doubt because – Look, there's there's an unquestionable one thing I'll say from not being from here that I think a lot of people here don't realize because it's what they grew up around. Mm-hmm. And I do want to thank everybody for commenting because this is this is great, Michael Bailey. I'm not sure if Pensgrove was missing guys. Skiz, thank you for the, you know St. Joe is starting to get rolling. Um, there's oh. a lot of comments in here. I, yes. I could go on and on. Deuce Chestnut, <laughs> yeah, yeah, interception last night. You're right, Thomas Smith hopping the hopping the screen. Or the bubble. But folks here don't realize it because they're from here sometimes. And maybe the blinders are on. It's something everybody takes pride in. But comparatively, Mm -hmm. you don't understand the toughness and the mental fortitude that South Jersey kids have when they get to college. Mm -hmm. It's not easy to get to college to play football. No. And when you get there, it's really easy to just go home or never play. Yes. I mean, you're talking about kids that go there, right? Deuce Chestnut, Donovan Ezraku, on, 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 on. These are guys that aren't just getting there. They're getting right. on the field. In they're playing. beating guys in practice to mm-hmm. get on the field. They go on the field, and then you know what they do there? They show up again. Exactly. And the next thing you know, you're like, look, look at the measurables, man. Maybe there isn't something that makes Deuce Chestnut that much better measurably than the other seven corners at Syracuse. Mm-hmm. But he's a dog. He's a dog. Because that's the mentality. Because if you can't do that, and if you can't show up and do that in South Jersey from the midget league up, you're not going to play. You're, you're definitely not going to play. And something that, that goes to what you were saying, I think it's the competition level here from you football. I, I think yeah. you, you know it plays an intricate part of the way that high school football is. You know, um, everybody in – we don't see it, you know. My, growing up, my son, um, we we were out at Eastern. It's my son Johnny Martin. Yeah, you know uh, Darius Broach. All these guys are you know pretty good football players. But we were, <laughs> we had to line up every week against Kyle McCord, uh, R.J. Moten, Deuce Chestnut. You know uh, Xavier Colt. We were playing them guys. So our thoughts is, yo, we gotta we gotta beat them guys. We have to be better than them. Yeah. And I think that continues. For a little bit too long. So in high school, you kind of like, ah, he ain't that good. And then when they go to college, you're like, holy, like, how is he starting in college? You know what I mean? You kind of get it it clicks, you know? No question. And, and Rod, to look at, you know, I want to speak to this too. And you, you mentioned it. The youth level. I went to the Temple game yesterday and I spent time with Kyle Dobbins' parents, Mm -hmm. Michelle and Preston. And uh, thank you guys for having me out to the tailgate. Um, Hold on, you tailgate with the Dobbins, man. They they do it better than anybody since, since the prep. <laughs> since they were at the prep, man, they like do it better than anybody. They feed me. They know. They know that uh, great people. But like Kyle's mom was talking about what Brian Colbert did when at GT, where mm-hmm. he was bringing the dogs out of kids who really wanted to be football players. Mm-hmm. You look at the success that those kids had, and, and she said, like, that was a big part of his success um, was that development. And then I'm talking to Coach uh, Keith Walker mm-hmm. right at the tailgate who, who works with a lot of the kids in Camden and gives back. 
So after the game, I saw Kyle and uh, Wisdom Quarshi, mm-hmm. who was the big guy from uh, St. Joe, the mm-hmm. lineman, and uh, Alex Odom of Kingsway. I know there's some other guys, too, but I was able to see them. And, and huge win for Temple, by the way. Congratulations. Like, these guys, they're such good young men. And they're so, like, the love is just so real, right, from them and, and talking to them. And they're so happy and they're succeeding. But, like, all that starts somewhere. The mm-hmm. structure of what is, what is out there on the football fields. The coaches like Coach Walker, like yourself, like Brian Colbert, like guys who, look, man, the, the benefit is not that they go to college and play football. Mm-hmm. The benefit is what they learn Life all lessons. the way through, and then at some point either can teach other kids or their own kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, it's just a – that's a big deal. And, and I mean, Anthony's still here joining us. Anthony, that's got to be something, too. Like like you said, you talk about Coach Madeira and, and, and Juwan and the guys who are helping you get better every day. But that's not just about getting better on the field, right? No, it's, a, it's the bond that we built. Yeah. And, and then that translates to everything. It's a community, man. Football is a community. It, it is. It's a. It's here. Like when he walked in, I, I I spoke to him, but I feel like I know him because I've been watching. You know, you guys play for so long. You know, I come to the games, I see you guys play. I may not get to say what's up to you, but you know, through social media with with the D two Sports Network and D two Athletics, I get to talk to some of these guys mm-hmm. and tell them, "Yo, good game, this and that." But that community and that respect level that we do have, I will say, is above anywhere I've ever been right that that is at a high level of everybody understanding you know hey he's good or whatever but as far as us as parents us as people who are watching it from the outside we do have to do a better job of just recognizing listen anytime you go to a game and before the game you're seeing people say Donovan Leary is overrated like Mm -hmm. you're not watching football right like you you come on let's just be for real like you don't have to be, and this is something that I wanted to say on on a, a different topic, but you don't have to be as successful in high school. Like right. going to the next level is not necessarily a correlation of how good you are on on the high school level. Like it's guys that go to college that only score one touchdown in their career, right. but they go on to be right. NFL players. You know what I mean? Because of the talent level, you have to understand what you're watching and Every week we go to a, a high school game and we see Division One, Division Two guys, Division Three guys. We see it every week, and I don't know if it's yeah. too many places in the country like that. Well, and and let's think about this. I'm going to take it back, and and this is going to be our our tip of the hat to Mac today. Um, you know, so Mac, when John Taylor was at Penn Saucon, mm-hmm. okay, he never. Caught a pass. Okay? (laughs) Never caught a pass. Yes. Mm -hmm. He went to Delaware State. He played. He ended up, I think he returned, I think he was a DB. And I think Bill Walsh drafted him. (laughs) And he didn't even know he was being drafted. Back then, the draft was long. Yeah, you had He was like sleeping upstairs, and his dad told him the 49ers are on the phone, or the 49ers just drafted you. Right. Because he said, can you return punts? Mm-hmm. I think you can return punts. 
He caught the game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl. Okay? He never caught a pass at Penn Salkin. Now, Penn Salkin didn't throw a lot of passes. Just think about that, though. But, yeah, but that's an example, dude. Like, look, he got there. He got his opportunities. He ended up in the NFL. He made one of the biggest plays in NFL history just by being coachable, wanting more, having that dog mentality we talk about. That was years ago, but... But still, man, like, to be coachable, the coaches, the, 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 the kids, like, the one thing I do like about it, though, Rod, is it's like there's football, there's the entertainment value of the fans, and, and, there's, and a lot of times with youth stuff, it can get intertwined, right? Because you're invested in the kids, you've seen the kids grow up, but then again, you're, you have a team in high mm-hmm. school or, or your kid plays for a team in high school, and that's your affiliation. Right. But then once somebody leaves and goes to college, everybody's He's like South then, then they're then it's like, look, go get them. He's South Jersey. Yes. And I and I think that way too about we talked about in the past about St. Augustine, right? Mm-hmm. They play down here and a lot of people are like We hate St. Well, we, we they don't want St. Aug to win, <laughs> but like when St. Aug gets in that non pub playoff right. with the big boys, we're like Go get them, baby. I drove up to support St. All. Yeah. You know, exactly. I, I'm killing St. All week in, week out because of, you know, Larry, my guy. Yeah. You know, I like to mess with him. Half of it is joking. But, yeah, I, I'm more of a, a public school you guy. You like public school, You know, yeah. so, yeah, I don't want to see the, the privates win. But when, once they, once it's over, the season's over, we go up north. Hey, I'll take that ride up and support you guys. Hey, you guys, you know, doing good. They almost pulled it out, but... Well, you they know, won a that, game, and then they yeah. almost won another game. They almost yeah. made the championship. That's that's the support that we do have. Some of us do have. But that's South, South Jersey, Jersey, man. Yeah. It's like, and and I I'm, I feel very fortunate in some ways to not be from South Jersey because mm-hmm. you have that appreciation of like what's here isn't exactly what's everywhere else. Yeah. And how special it is that you can go to a place like. Paulsboro, which is down the street from a place like West Stepford, which is down the street from a place like Deptford, which is down mm-hmm. the street from a place like Washington Township. But everything is different. It has its own personality, its own communities, its own youth leagues. And yet at the same time, you just see this overall attitude of success, um, hard work, determination. You love it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I love seeing that. And I love that... It's like I don't have a dog in the fight one way or another. Yeah. Right? You're a little so bit like, different. You're a little different. You're so like yeah. If Atlantic City is the number one team in South Jersey, good for them. Right. Right. If the number one team in South Jersey is St. Aug, good for them. Like yeah. it's it's just great to be a part of it and meet these guys and, and I'm I'm getting more access now to the youth level mm-hmm. talking to guys and I just can't get enough, man, because I'm watching on Saturdays and I'm seeing the guys we we talked about last year thriving, and soon they'll be thriving on Sundays, some of them. And we've already got guys on Sundays that that I was lucky enough to cover that are doing great. I mean, it's, it's crazy. This hat right here, I mean, Harrison Hand, Jonathan Taylor, Devin Leary. Um, you know, we just keep going down the line. Kyle Dobbins eventually – it's South it's Jersey serious. is rich in talent. And, you know, we, we're starting to see a little glimpse of it. It's been this way for a while. You know, I, I'm not going to say this is the first time we got kids going places yeah, because no this it's is a place of 
exactly. you know, Franco Harris, it's a pipeline. John Taylor. It is a pipeline. <laughs> you know, we, we, Ron Dane, who's a Heisman Trophy winner, oh, yeah. Arthur Bussey, you know, I could keep going on, but we just have to keep it going. Yeah. We have to keep supporting these kids. Yeah. We have to keep giving them the resources that they need. We have to, you know, help out other schools who may be a little down in funding in certain areas. We just got to get behind each other. I mean, you look at Winslow. They, I mean, what they've turned the corner. You look at, um, um, we talked about Camden Catholic. They're starting to get back in. You know, so you know, schools in South Jersey, they they know what they need to do. Yeah, and definitely the, do. And the most important thing, Rod, is. Whether you go on and play in 10 Pro Bowls or whether you end up changing oil for a living, mm-hmm. all these kids, we're proud of you. Mm-hmm. Like you show up, you go to practice, you work hard, you get the grades, whatever. You pursue that. You're part of a team like like Anthony was talking about. You give that team community mentality where those are your brothers and you're there for them when, when a teammate lost his mother. Like... I'm proud of all these kids. And and that's what that's what you tell them. That's the message. We're proud of you guys. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, because, yeah, there's wins and losses. Somebody's going to hoist the trophy at the end of the day. And somebody's going to go on to play pro football. And, and, and that's great. But really, it's about life lessons. And, uh, you know, I just have a lot of love for that, man. And, and this community is, is special. Yeah, that... It, it definitely it's a, it's a special place. Again, you know, I, I grew up. I was born in Columbus, Ohio. Lived, you know, grew up in Mississippi, and then we moved to New Jersey. I move up here when I'm nine years old, right? So I don't know anything about. I don't have cousins that's from Paulsboro or Burlington Township or Willenburg. I don't have any of that. So I'm learning what you you have learned. Yeah. About the community. I grew up a Camden Camden High School guy. That's all I knew was Camden High School. I didn't even know Woodrow Wilson was 10 minutes from Camden High School. But, you know, you grow up with that. And then over time, you realize, okay, I hate Woodrow Wilson on Thanksgiving Day. Every other day, we're cool. But Thanksgiving Day, we're trying to kill the guy across the street from us. So that's how South Jersey is, man. We we, we kill each other when we play in each other. And after that, we support each other. I mean, it's 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 a special place. Every just look at the national team, IMG. Yeah. Right? They got three guys from South Jersey on right. that team. The guy who runs the football program is a South Jersey guy. Right. Big George Hegeman. Played at Camden High School for the NC State Dallas Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that like just think about that part of it when when we're going through some of the history in South Jersey, man. It is it's very rich. I love it. The community is great. I mean, where else will Listen, Texas, Florida, uh, California, they have shows like this. Yeah. But every other place, like, you don't really see. We have a full podcast talking about high school youth football. You know what I'm saying? Two a week. Two a week. And before that, we we were doing another podcast. And another one before that. (laughs) We could do probably 20 a week. And and we still would would get people to watch and support because Mm -hmm. they just, there can never be enough. from a fan perspective. So yeah, Hector Santiago, you know, he, he's another guy. He, he, I say defected to North Jersey. (laughs) He ended up in North Jersey and he Mm -hmm. says he represents North Jersey, but respects 
the heck out of South Jersey. Football communities are different down there. I mean, it, it is, it is different, and but, and it's not to say other places in the country aren't different and awesome in mm-hmm. their own ways too. I mean, yeah. they are, but I just want everybody to realize, you know, this is a special opportunity to go out to drive two miles to a one of four different games and see a guy who or a couple guys or a team like Burlington Township or Millville or St. Augustine or, or St. Joe or Holy Spirit or Jojo Bermudez and Cedar Creek, right? Where it's like, we're coming here to see <laughs> these guys and then years down the road, they're going to be like, who's that? Right. That's Anthony Johnson. Right. I saw him play against Pensalkin. And he's doing the same thing he was doing then. <laughs> right. I mean, Jonathan Taylor was at Wisconsin, and now sometimes still when he's on the Colts, he gets runs, and, and the guys I saw him play against from Woodbury look the same way as NFL <laughs> defensive backs. Yeah, but for, but a couple of years before, right, everybody's right. You're screaming like, at well, the Well, I've seen him do this <laughs> right. at Woodbury one morning. Right, right. <laughs> he's doing it against some of the best players in the, in the league. And right. you're like, that, that's, that's just what he does. That, he can do it against anybody. Dude, that's it. And it's like, here in South Jersey during that time, we don't care. Like, tackle him. Like, right. you you fast forward, this dude is, is a Heisman Trophy yeah. candidate. You know what I'm saying? And we're sitting here, you know, competing on that type of level. Like, I don't care who he is. I don't care that he almost won the Heisman and he's in the NFL. Right. Like, we're not thinking about that when they're in high school. Isaac Redman, when he played, you should have saw that guy. Man. As big as Isaac is. Yeah. He had three X shoulder pads that made him look even bigger <laughs> on some of his highlights. So it's like, you know, you, you get your son home from missing the tackle on Isaac Redman. You're like, dude, you want to tackle that guy? <laughs> he's he's telling his dad, like, dad, um, you see how big that is? Like, <laughs> four, like six like, years like, later when he's playing for the Steelers, <laughs> he calls him up. Pop, remember when you told me? <laughs> I need to tackle this guy. Yeah, you see what he did to an NFL guy? <laughs> what do you think now? Yeah. You know, still the same dog in there. That's definitely what we have going on down here in South Jersey, man. Yeah. Special place. Now, we got a big week coming up. Some teams are going to be looking for bounce backs. Uh, Holy Spirit, St. Augustine should be a big one. I'm going to I'm gonna guess it's a game of the week, but I haven't really looked at the schedule too far beyond that. Um, who do you guys play this week? Trent. Burlington Township plays Trenton. They roll. They roll this week. <laughs> don't don't think y'all going to roll. You said yeah, it. They're going to roll. Um, playoff races are starting to really heat up. We're in the middle of the season. I think you look at group one, group three, and group, group four, like we've said uh, each week. I think you got a top four or five teams in each of those groups um, that looks the part. Um, certainly the non-pubs we understand there as well, what we got. And in two and five, we're still calling all contenders, right? right. I mean, the phone lines are open. If you right. if you would like to accept these charges and win a championship, then it, it's wide by open. all means, go ahead and step up. I thought we thought five after last week's win would be Washington Townships. Still could be, Right. Dealing with success, lose on the road to Kingsway. Kingsway now. They made some tweaks to the lineup now. 
Before the season, we thought they had some potential. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're coming into their potential. Group two, look, still Camden High. Still in it. Had some tough losses. But on paper, the linebacking core, Louis Ward at quarterback, running backs, Dale, Goffney Fleming. So who else challenges there? I mean, we've got we got some question marks in two and five. And I think one, three, and four are gonna be must see television when it comes Come down on. to it. Yeah. You agree? Yeah, I definitely agree. We um, it's something that we early on in the season we were kind of like, oh man, this is this season's a little, you know, not not like what it was before, right? Teams that were staples had a lot of questions, but now coming into midseason, all of that's starting to wash out, and we're going to have like good football down the stretch, really good football down the stretch. So, like you said, must see TV, especially in Group One. Rod, I want to give a shout-out to the people that bring this here. We talked about how these podcasts and, and these shows we were able to, to give you more content and, and get better and better, and, and all that's great. We love to do it, but it would not be possible without the sponsors that we get. And for this show, that's the Morristown Fieldhouse. Um, look, the Morristown Fieldhouse is probably one of the best facilities in South Jersey. It's beautiful. It's, it was designed to provide a high-quality uh, destination-based indoor sports facility and sports science center. It offers a wide range of uses and services, including best-in-class physical therapy, sports training, and fitness. 55,000-square-foot facility. Um, it's in Morristown. It's easily accessible. It's right off the highway there. Open to all residents, sports teams, recreational clubs, and corporations. I know a lot of you guys do stuff with, with the youth teams or high school training or skill development. Um, this is an ideal spot to get in, get some work. You know, this there's no better place. Like I said, it's a top-notch facility. 70-yard climate-controlled indoor turf game field. 10,000-square-foot uh, turf training center. The field house is a facility that offers unlimited opportunities uh, for you, your teams, your kids, your teaching, your students, whatever. Hone, improve your skills. Um, you know, Give them a call. Book book some time, man. That's a great place to go. Mac was talking about it. He took Lenape there a couple times when he coached over there uh, to get inside and when you need to in terms of the temperatures drop and the weather being bad. Give them a call at 856-581-9293. Visit fieldhousemoorstown.com. Thank you to them. Um, can't speak highly enough of them and, and them helping us out being the presenting sponsor for the show that's Fieldhouse in Moorestown fieldhousemoorestown.com all right Rob man we went about an hour anything anything else you want to add no I think we we, we hit the hot topics this week I think, yeah, I think good. so we starting to get a groove we're mid-season form now too yeah last week was refreshing for me man yeah. taking that little trip up north I'm sure that that, that uh it gave me a charge because I'm I'm here pretty much every day, so that was a great little energy booster for me. Yeah, it's it's weird when you when we get in this lane, it becomes very rewarding. Right, can be exhausting. <laughs> it becomes like the Flintstones, like the same background. You right. just keep walking forward. You keep seeing the same thing every, every week. You get week. in that routine. Um, 
Again, my hat was off Friday night to Anthony A.J. Johnson. Anthony, thank you for joining us, man. You've been sitting here just watching, observing. He's probably like, man, this is this is what I see this when I look at it. Like, it looks so different, right? This is it. <laughs> um, thank you guys for tuning in. Share this thing out. I know you're part of the football community, and, and we want more and more people in here commenting, talking, hot topics. We'll be back Wednesday with the South Jersey Football Frenzy Show at 7 p.m. You can find that right here. Myself and Coach Tim McEnany and Rod be here at Studio B uh, putting us on. Got a lot to talk about. I'm hoping maybe a couple, maybe Cedar Creek can uh, get somebody up here for for joining us or, or join us on the phone or something. We want to talk to the Pirates as they continue to. Fly the Jolly Roger all over uh, South Jersey right now. That was my sleeper team. That was your sleeper team, man. They're awake now. I told you, man. I hope you bought that bought that low. <laughs> yes. Don't sell it high, man. You might want to keep that one for a while. Coach James Melody and the gang. Uh, thank everybody for watching. This is and listening for those who are listening on podcast format, and this will be available on audio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, all that stuff. Uh, by the end of the day, it'll be available there. So keep tuning in. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. This has been my Hats Off podcast. We will be back next Sunday at 9 a.m. Good to go. We're out.